What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of Civics Unlocked, the segment where we unlock political knowledge and lock up ignorance in all of its forms. Today, we are unlocking Liz Cheney. You ready? Let's unlock it. Millions of Americans have been misled by the former president. They have heard only his words, but not the truth as he continues to undermine our democratic process, sowing seeds of doubt about whether democracy really works at all. I am a conservative Republican, and the most conservative of conservative principles is reverence for the rule of law. The Electoral College has voted. More than 60 state and federal courts, including multiple judges the former president appointed, have rejected his claims. The Trump Department of Justice investigated the former president's claims of widespread fraud and found no evidence to support them. The election is over. That is the rule of law. That is our constitutional process. Those who refuse to accept the rulings of our courts are at war with the Constitution. Our duty is clear. Every one of us who has sworn the oath must act to prevent the unraveling of our democracy. This is not about policy. This is not about partisanship. This is about our duty as Americans. Remaining silent and ignoring the lie emboldens the liar. I will not participate in that. I will not sit back and watch in silence while others lead our party down a path that abandons the rule of law and joins the former president's crusade to undermine our democracy. That was a clip of Congresswoman Liz Cheney giving her last speech on the floor of the House before the vote was taken that would strip her of her leadership position within the Republican Party. Now, to be honest, y'all, there are a list of things that I care more about than talking about Liz Cheney and the current ridiculousness happening within the Republican Party. Oh, you don't believe me. Um, Okay, well, things such as um, how long it took Donald Trump to get that orange tint to his skin. (gasps) All right, Neil. Whether or not Ivanka takes her face off at night, or even how long it takes to charge Melania for her to be active all day. Oh, wow. What I'm trying to say is, y'all, I really, really don't care. However, the more I thought about it, and as I said in the episode on Biden, I realized I can't afford not to care. I have to talk about it. The stakes are too high. So, I'm taking time to discuss this because the ramifications of the geriatric opposition party, get it, GOP. No? Okay. Well, the ramifications of their recent decision will be felt, and it affects everyone, regardless of party, regardless of whether or not we think it does. Unfortunately, it does. So, let's start with identifying the parties involved. First, there's Kevin McCarthy, current minority leader of the House and congressman from California. Most notably, he has become the Speaker of the Trump, carrying out the will of his fearful and feckless leader against all odds. He's 
the leader of the Trump Republicans, and at his side is the number two minority whip, Steve Scalise of Louisiana. It's basically all you need to know about them. Now, at the center of this cacophony of chaos is Republican Congresswoman from Wyoming, Elizabeth Lynn Cheney, Liz for short. She's been representing Wyoming as the lone congresswoman since 2016. She is the daughter of former Vice President, former Secretary of Defense, and forever warmonger Richard Dick Cheney. She's Republican conservative royalty, basically. After bouncing around in the waspiest of law firms doing international law and the State Department in Bush's administration, aka her daddy's administration, she became the representative of Wyoming, a state so small it only has one congressperson. She rose to get elected by unanimous vote to become the chair of the Republican Conference in 2018. It's a position her father also held. She was the only woman in the top leadership of the Republican Party. And over the course of her tenure, she has voted with Trump 93% of the time and has a 98% report card from the Heritage Action Group, which is a conservative dark money pack that would make Richard Nixon blush. Then, there's Elise Stefanik. She is a Republican congresswoman from New York, who at 30 was the youngest representative elected to Congress until AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who at 28 uh, stole that throne from her. Uh, But Stefanik was elected in 2014, and she basically came in trying to give the Republican Party a new face, other than the old white Christian male face it's basically had since 1860. She was a relative nobody, and on the conservative scale, she ranked even lower than that. According to 538.com, she voted with Trump only 77% of the time, which for Republicans and conservatives is low. Okay, the Heritage Action Group and CPAC, that's the Conservative Political Action Conference, gave her a rating of 56% and 44% respectively. All this boils down to the fact that compared to Cheney, the ultra-right-wing, ultra-conservatives, they don't really think that highly of Stefanik. Well, that was then. Now that we know who these people are, Let's discuss what the heck happened. Okay. So, 2020 election happens. Trump loses. Badly. Then, in true man-baby fashion, he throws a temper tantrum and convinces a few hundred thousand of his cult followers to join him in said tantrum. Why, Liz? We're storming the Capitol! It's a revolution! Oh, yeah. How could I forget? So... During said revolution, they went hunting Mika Pints, that's Mike Pence, and all the other Republicans that they were mad at for not listening to the Supreme Orange leader and committing treason and overthrowing the government like a true Confederate would. Anyway, for some reason, uh, these legislators didn't like to be hunted in their place of work, and they decided to hold said Supreme leader responsible for said riot he assembled, cause directed, and then failed to disperse. Now, 
since said riot leader happened to be the president of the United States at the time, the legislatures, fresh off of being hunted, decided to do what the Constitution gave them the power and the authority to do and impeach the president for, you know, sticking the and toothless mega mob on them to kill them at work. So, the nerve of them, right? Then to make matters worse, the Democrats weren't the only ones to be angry at Trump. There were 10 whole Republican traitors that had the audacity to agree with the Democrats. One of them was Liz Cheney. After her vote to impeach the Orange Mussolini, she was in jeopardy of being censured and losing her position. A private, blind vote was taken, and she survived it, 145 to 61. But the key in that was blind vote, meaning that each member's vote wasn't recorded. So we don't know who voted which way. Interesting, huh? Well, time went on, and that darn Cheney just couldn't get over the fact that her president had sent vanilla ISIS after her and her colleagues. And in the sacred halls of the Capitol building at that. It was just too much for her conservative bones. So, while her colleagues began to sing the tune of the very person who put a hit out on them, she wouldn't sing. While her boss, Kevin McCarthy, went from blaming Trump for Al-Qaeda on January 13th to visiting Mar-a-Lago on January 28th, she was a part of the 30% of the Republicans who believe that the election was not stolen and that Trump lost. And for that egregious crime, off with her head. Liz Cheney had to go, okay? No longer could she ride on the Trump train. Her stop was swiftly approaching, and boy, did they kick her off. Within a matter of weeks, she found herself in the midst of another vote coming for her leadership position. This time, it was a voice vote. Basically like, all in favor of kicking Liz Cheney out, say aye, aye. No records taken again. And... Some of the members weren't even present because of how quickly the meeting was. Notice the common theme of cowardice and fickleness. Nobody is boldly standing behind their vote or their conviction because, well, they have none. From start to finish, this process has modeled the new way the q Trumplicans are doing business. Like scared little boys and girls. They didn't even bother to look her in the face when she gave that speech I just played. All but one congressman left the floor when she got up to talk. So, soon after, the rising star and newly minted Trump trumpet, Elise Stefanik, swindled in from stage left and now holds the very position that Liz used to, the Republican House Conference Chair. Now. The chair is a third-ranking Republican leadership position whose duties include overseeing the meeting of the Republican conference. The conference is simply all the members of the Republican House. That's it. Um, You're elected by the conference. 
The chair is elected by the conference, and they are responsible for the day-to-day operations, i.e. approving committee assignments, electing House leadership. The chair decides on the legislative agenda, and then they send it out to the conference or the members of the Republican Party. And based on the lies already on the chair website, with Liz Cheney in charge, I can only imagine how much more unhinged it's going to get with Stefanik at the helm. But let's really sit down in our thinking chairs and think about this, okay? Is this really about Cheney's impeachment vote and her saying that Trump lost? Hmm? No, it's not. It's not even about Stefanik's sudden pro-Trumpiness. It's not about Trump's policies. Clearly, it's not about his policies, because if it were, then based off votes, Cheney aligned more with Trump. So what is it about? Well, it all comes down to one thing. Allegiance. Not to the party. Oh, no. (laughs) Especially not to the Constitution. But to Trump. And all of his whims. It's why I now refer to them as the Q Trumplicans, as Monique Presley brilliantly named them, because they are literally a conglomeration of Trump acolytes and QAnon nuts. And you can listen to the next podcast and I'll explain to you what QAnon is if you don't know. Anyway, one of the models of QAnon is where we go one, we go all. What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? I know it makes no sense, but that's why it fits so well. So not only does it perfectly fit these wingnuts, it accurately describes the state of the Republicans of the 117th Congress. Where one goes, the others have to follow. And that was Cheney's mistake. Not capitulating to the ideologies, no matter how much they change or how wrong or crazy they may be. Not bowing down to the cute Trumplicans is why she is now on the fringes of the party. She didn't immediately denounce the hillbilly horde riot on January 6th and then walk it back once she got word it made Trump angry. She didn't champion the Sop to Steal movement and then act like she didn't say the election was stolen for six months. She didn't go with the Trump flow. She didn't follow the cardinal rule in the Q Trumplican party. Thou shalt have no other God before Trump. So she had to go. Ask me how I know. Because I listen. I I really listen. I listen to what's said and especially to what's not said. Oh, don't let the new position fool you. Elise Stefanik is not a dark hard Trumpian. She got hit to the money and the power that one can accumulate if one is willing to sell one's soul and repeat the ridiculous talking points of the Republican Party right now? Honey studied for the role, auditioned, and when it was time to bring it, boy did she ever. Starting in 2019 with the first Trump impeachment, because there have been two, she debuted her new role, embodied it, became a maggot. That's M-A-G-A-T. Get it? Okay, just listen for yourself. 
Democrats are obsessed with impeachment. They have been obsessed with impeachment. The phony Russia hoax. The phony Russia hoax of Russia collusion. We need election integrity and election reform immediately. We want to be able to fix and strengthen our election security and election integrity. Sleepy Joe rejects the scientific approach in favor of locking all Americans in their basements for months on end. Joe Biden wants to keep them locked up in the basement. The crazy part about all of that is that it paid off. Once she changed her tune, funding increase. She became a staple on Fox News. And hello, she's now the highest ranking woman in the Republican House. Then, to add to the egregiousness of her actions, for me, she has a nerve to be a woman. And I, I don't like it. Ben Sass, Jeff Flake, Adam Kingsinger, Mitt Romney, all men who openly and publicly went against something that Trump said. Yet, they still kept their job. Adam Kingsinger voted for the impeachment. Mitt Romney has called Trump everything but a child of God. So, I wonder, what is the difference? Come on, y'all. You can't be a bigot and not be a misogynist. This absolutely has something to do with the fact that Liz Cheney is a woman. And she has dared to book against the male leadership of the party. And just like racists, when they find a black person to co-sign their racism, Stefanik is a woman they found to co-sign their misogyny. Remember, you gotta listen. Now, let, let me be clear. I am not at all championing Liz Cheney. Okay? Liz Cheney, up until January 6, 2021, had no problem with Donald Trump. And listening to what she's saying even now, after her outing, you'll hear that she still doesn't have a problem with Trump. Oh, yeah, sure. She, she's, gonna, she's saying she's going to work to make sure he never sees the Oval Office again. But, boo-boo, you're not going to have to work too hard, seeing as how there's literally a line of federal and state prosecutors waiting to throw him in jail. Well, you were thinking it. No, he said it. <laughs> Where they disagree at the moment, and I do mean at the moment, is over the events of January 6th and the fact that she just happens to be tethered to the truth that he lost the election. That is it. Remember, you gotta listen. This was her during the 2019 impeachment. Uh, and instead, what we've all seen is uh, a terribly radical, dangerous agenda coming out of the Democrats, and one that we're going to see continue, uh, certainly. We're already seeing that now, uh, both in terms of the kinds of substance that they're focused on, uh, their efforts to kill fossil fuels, uh, their efforts to fundamentally violate the Second Amendment of American citizens, uh, and their absolute determination to go down the path of impeachment. And on impeachment, what we're seeing, um, is, and they're speaking very publicly about this on the record to many of you, uh, that their first effort at impeachment seems not to have worked. And so now they're looking for another path to impeachment. 
they have been determined to impeach this president at all costs since he was elected, regardless of the Constitution, uh, and they are fundamentally failing to abide by and live up to their constitutional responsibilities, turning impeachment into an absolutely political uh, endeavor. This was her after the vote to remove her. We've had a real focus uh, on making sure people understand that that the Biden policies are dangerous. If you look at the impact for the people of Wyoming, banning oil and gas leases on public lands is really dangerous. It's really heartless. We've been very clear about that. What's happening at the border is very dangerous. So the issue isn't whether or not we stand against the Biden policies. Notice any difference? Not much. See, even the speech he gave the night before the vote was filled with all the buzzwords from what I call the scare the white people list from Fox News. You know, Castro, Putin, communism, law and order. You can find my full analysis and commentary on both speeches on Patreon, by the way. Um, Anywho, I mean, this woman probably bleeds the stars and stripes now. Whether it's the stars and stripes of the American flag or the Confederate flag, that remains to be seen. Don't scare me like that, colonizer. But here's why we should care about this situation. The more the Q Trumplicans oust the likes of people like Liz Cheney, as problematic as she is, and replace them with the likes of steroid mega Barbie Marjorie Taylor Greene, then we should all be very afraid. Liz Cheney, as problematic as she is, is still tethered to reality and resides on planet Earth. She stands for something. She has values and principles, as problematic as they be. But this new batch of politicians, and I use that word ever so loosely, they stand for absolutely nothing. They will say anything, do anything, and believe whatever they need to in order to gain and maintain power, and then give some of that power to the people who think just like them. At the least, Liz Cheney could negotiate and possibly work in a bipartisan way. These new soldiers of Trump, they couldn't spell nor define bipartisan, let alone make it a goal to aspire to. What's happening with Cheney matters because she is the writing on the wall. The fact that they're willing and able to boot her out, yet provide cover for steroid MAGA Barbie, whose new job seems to be harassing Democratic members of Congress and going on a fascism first tour with her fellow congressman, who's allegedly accused of having sex with a minor, Trumpite and human manifestation of both Beavis and Butthead somehow, Matt Gates. It tells us the values and the principles that are now guarding the party. Stefanik's rise and promotion rewarded the actions that we teach our children not to aspire to. They literally rewarded manipulation. They rewarded cowardice. They rewarded selfish ambition. And they rewarded lies. This situation tells us that you can get to the top as long as you say whatever is popular and are willing to take down even those who are your friends or mentors. 
So much for hard work and getting ahead on your laurels, you know, pulling yourself up by your bootstraps. I guess it still applies even if the boots belong to someone else. Look, I appreciate people like Adam Kingsinger, right? He's got all the smoke, apparently. Referring to Kevin McCarthy as Kevin, coming for Trump, all that. I appreciate it. I do. And I appreciate the fact that Liz Cheney isn't lying about this one thing. But Chris Hayes asked a very important question the other day that I think we all should be asking. How far are they willing to go? Yeah, they're they're speaking out now, but will they leave? Will they vote to boot out problematic members like Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert? Will they vote for the infrastructure bill and in the spirit of unity and moving on that they seem to champion so much? Nope. Remember, we gotta listen. Take it from the woman herself. See? It's... <laughs> it's why I'm holding off on the praise for her. And calling her a hero. I think these words should be saved for someone who actually does something that's brave and heroic. Liz Cheney did the bare minimum. She stated the obvious and told the truth. You don't get cool points for doing what you're supposed to be doing in the first place. The problem with the current political climate is that we now have to praise the minimum because the presence of truth is so scarce now, when we see it, it's commendable. We now have to call her brave for doing the unpopular task of telling the truth, because the country is so jacked up that now we're making heroes out of the very people that created the problem in the first place. And that is the problem that needs to be identified, remedied, and never repeated. How we got here and the people that got us here need to be held accountable and remembered so that we never let this happen again. That's why this matters. Our attention is needed because we have to stand up in opposition to the hatred, to the lies, and the overall ridiculousness coming from the other side of the aisle. We have to remember that these people work for us, not the other way around. The current QAnon, Trump is my king and my God takeover of the Republican Party isn't just scary, it's problematic to the overall effectiveness of Congress. How do you legislate with people who can't agree that the sun rose in the East this morning? How do you find common ground with someone who doesn't believe you were legitimately elected? So our focus needs to be on identifying the problem that includes everyone who had something to do with it, holding them responsible by voting them out, then remedy the problem by putting in new people. That means we have to vote in primaries to ensure that the right people get to the vote. Education, engagement, activism, accountability, and productivity. We're almost there, people. We can do this. It's been done before. 
appreciate you, Liz Cheney. I do. I'm glad you did the right thing. But it's the actions for me. And your actions? Well, they tell me all I need to know. Just saying. That ain't the work of the Lord. And with that, we've unlocked Liz Cheney. Hopefully you've gained a key that you can use to unlock more doors that lead to change. If you've enjoyed this content, please like, subscribe, and share. Have any questions or topics you'd like for me to discuss? Well, just go to the Civics Unlocked page on Danae'sDialogue.com. Want to dive even deeper into the episode's topic? Then consider becoming a Danae's Dialogue patron. Until next time, keep walking in your power.